Welcome to Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak, where we explore the tools and tactics that drive improvement. If you're hungry for more and better, if you want to move past hype and discuss how, you're in the right place. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine. I'm just finishing a sabbatical. Well, first, what is a sabbatical and why did I take one? Well, once a year, at least, I try to step away from my regular responsibilities to take an extended time to work on myself, refresh, retool, rethink. I've been pushing it. Sometimes it's been a half a day. Sometimes it's been a weekend. And this year, I ended up taking two weeks to shift gears and just retool stuff. So I, I would love to explain why, what it is, how that works, because this is sort of a thing we've heard of. I mean, you probably know the word sabbatical, but it's not one that most people think they should take. So my experience, I don't know my yours, but my experience was that sabbaticals were things professors did. At some point in their career, they would take a semester off uh, and typically write like a, a book or do a big research project or something of that nature. And that's cool and all, but, you know, I'm not a professor. And so that wouldn't be something you'd expect me to do, but I did. And it was so life-giving, so meaningful. I plan to do a longer sabbatical like this, maybe every year. So let me unpack more and why and what it's about. So sabbatical. Well, the root of the word sabbatical actually is Sabbath. And Sabbath comes from the old, uh, you know, Jewish Bible stuff. So in the stories, which, by the way, if you haven't noticed, I'm a Christian. I believe these stories. But God created the world in six days, and on the seventh, he rested. They call that day the Sabbath day. Or if you want to go modern, uh, actual Hebrew words, it's Shabbat. But Sabbath, in English version, is the day of rest. Now, God didn't rest, this is key, because he was tired. Uh, This is oftentimes like, yeah, yeah, I got to take time on the weekend to rest because, man, I just get worn out. Well, that's true. You do need sleep. You do need to adjust. I do too. Like, welcome to humanity. But that's not why God rested. God wasn't tired. Uh, He didn't run out of energy. So what was the point of this story? He rested to enjoy, to play, to connect. And it was a signal to us. This is, by the way, in the stories, this is before sin and darkness and anything wrong had happened. This isn't uh, weakness coming into the picture And then when God built a society and gave them rules and laws to live by, he commanded them to take one day a week and do that, which, by the way, all around the world, the seven-day week is the pattern. Now, whether you're a Christian or not, that provokes some interesting questions. Why seven days? There's no um, inherent physical thing. Like, you know, typically you'd think 10 days. In fact, there's a story I heard during the uh, French Revolution when they were trying to walk away from these archaic ways of living. They tried to move to a 10-day week, which seems more reasonable and logical and would also, by the way, allow the workers, uh, the bosses to get more productivity. Uh, And it didn't work. People wore out really fast and they went back to a seven-day week. So for whatever reason, seven days, it's the global pattern. And once a time to kind of take your breath, not because we have failed, but because there's something meaningful, something in, I believe, our design 
something in the way the world was designed that makes a day of rest something good. So what does rest mean? Again, rest is often we, especially in American Western, like hard driving, go accomplish, hustle. The key to success is work hard. And yeah, you know, effort does correlate strongly with outcome. However, man, this isn't rest because, man, I, I couldn't do anymore and I had to sit down, lay down, or stop thinking I wore out. This is an entirely different kind of rest. This is about refilling, refreshing, enhancing, even adding to your energy and abilities, but not in a way that drains you. So let me share at least what I have attempted to do with the idea of a sabbatical, my mini ones and building up to my bigger one this year. I don't think you refill your tank. You know, you're spending your tank. Uh, I don't think you refill it by doing nothing. I mean, yes, there's a certain amount of physical rest, but beyond that, you really want to get back to full life and do some sort of sabbatical space, then, you know, it, it's yes, rest is valuable. There's a, you should probably sleep in. Most of us are not sleeping enough. Uh, most of us um, aren't taking naps and our bodies need them. And so you may want to catch up on sleep. I will tell you that for the two weeks, I actually averaged over nine hours a night of sleep. Now, partly that's because my body actually probably needs about eight and a half hours of sleep. I typically don't give myself that much time to sleep in the normal pace of life. So there's some recovery, yes, yes, but sitting around all day doing nothing, well, that actually leaves me feeling more empty than actually engaging in life and doing things. I don't want to do nothing. I want to refill my tank by doing different things than I usually do. In fact, one of the fastest ways to kind of re-energize and fire yourself up is to pour new experiences in, to do stuff outside your normal, to, to stretch, switch gears, stretch your muscles, add some new ideas, um, stop doing some stuff you always do. So I'll give you some more tactical things that I did in a minute. I'll do another podcast on this, but I wanted to give the concept and I want to start you thinking, spoiler alert here, how could you start doing this in your life? So uh, I wanted to work on physically stretching myself and switching gears, mentally switching gears, uh, spiritually switching gears, relationally doing stuff I don't typically get to do. Switching up the stuff that you do and doing different things. This is where life comes. This is where um, uh, your brain wakes up, not from inaction, but from different action. Not from doing nothing, but from doing different things. And, and now here's where it gets really interesting. What if, what if you did the different things that you always wished you could do, that you love, but you never give yourself permission to do? I, I don't mean like, um, that you know they're bad for you, right? Like, yeah, don't, don't drink yourself into a stupor. Like, ah, oh, love it feels good. No, I mean like creative stuff or relational stuff or maybe impractical things that you just find joy in. Let me give you some examples of the stuff that I was allowing myself to do. Um, I love writing music. So a little deal, I actually made up my own uh, program in college and got a minor in writing music. Uh, it was not on my plan at all. I submitted special requests to the school to get permission to do a lot of this stuff. Um, and I added a music composition minor to my college program because I, I took one class for the fun of it and I just loved it. And I was kind of fed, fiddling with it on my own on the side. And so, 
Long story short, I love writing music. And for a little while, I was a professional musician and did that in a variety of different settings. And that's all way back in the day, a whole other world and whole other life. But, you know, I moved on because I, what I want to do with my life, the calling, I think, is to pour into leaders and build great organizations and do legendary brands and the stuff I'm doing. I love it. I truly do love it. But it doesn't mean I ever stopped enjoying writing music. But gosh, it's been 25 years since I wrote music. Because it, you, you can't just, I don't know, maybe you can. I can't just sit down and whip out a piece of music. I mean, that's not a effortless. It, it takes time. I really got to get in the zone. I need the lack of distractions. Like there's a lot to the process and it's not difficult or painful, but it's not something you can do in five minute bits. And when I have time and creative energy and space, um, I have been, had a family and a business and books and I mean, this podcast, it's like, I mean, these are the kinds of things that are making a difference in the world, I hope, and trying to build a career, and I love them, and and music doesn't fit in the plan. So for 25 years, I'm like, someday, someday, maybe when I I kind of half retire, I don't ever want to completely retire, but, you know, I slow down, or the kids are out of the house, I'll I'll put a studio together in the basement, and I'll get back to writing music. Someday, someday, and 25 years have passed, and I still have never gotten around to it because I can never strategically justify writing music, but I do love it. So, dang it, I took a day on my sabbatical. Uh, I had to download new music writing software. I mean, I haven't, my 25-year-old version, uh, what, let's just say what didn't wasn't compatible with any of my current systems. Text changed a little bit in 25 years, and I started writing music. So I didn't finish the song. I started with a piano piece, but... Man, I loved it. Like it was soul filling and energizing and creative. And, you know, it's maybe months before I can get back in and spend even a half a day to kind of pick up that piece. It may take me two years to finish this piano piece because it's not a priority and I don't plan on doing anything major with it. But man, I, I love writing music and uh, I would, it hasn't died. 25 years later, I'm like, yeah, no, I still love writing music. And it's not a part of my strategic plan. I don't plan to release an album. Um, By the the amount of time it would take to put that together, uh, maybe, you know, maybe give me me 10 more years of sabbaticals and maybe I'll have an album. But all that to say, yeah, it was worth it. Now, I did a few other things. I did some long stuff with my family, took a trip. Um, That's a whole other conversation. I, 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 I tried cooking. No, I cook typically things. I tried cooking some new things I'd never cooked before that take some time and require new skills and you had to get one new piece of equipment. And Man, it was so good. So what would it look like for you? So there's two questions. What are the things that give you life that you never give yourself time to do? And then how can you carve out a little bit of time to do them? Now, there's a couple of rhythms I want you to think about. Weekly, yes, take the weekend and don't just veg out on the weekend. Give yourself a space to switch gears. You know, if you're always in your head intellectually, do something physical or vice versa. On the other hand, I also need to think about a bigger schedule. Can you carve out half a day? Can you carve out um, a whole day, a weekend? Um, Maybe even, you know, a week. Now, I brought my family with me for some of this. You don't have to be alone. Relational connection is a part of this. I mean, my... One of the things we started doing, my wife and I just started going for, we used to love doing this in the life and kids and business. We just went for walks. Hey, the, let's just go for a walk. We have a trail near us in our neighborhood. And we, we went out to the trail and we just walk around and talk. 
Um, nothing fancy. These aren't expensive things. Uh, now, maybe one of your hobbies is really expensive. Okay, work on that. But man, what are the kind of relational things, physical things, spiritual things, uh, creative things that would switch up your brain and life and give you a chance to play with no pressure? And then when, when can you do this? Put a little time on the calendar, carve something out and protect it. You will be better you will be more alive. It's not just for fun. You will also bring better things back to the people you serve. This is not selfish. This is you taking care of the, the tool that God gave you. That, that's you, by the way. You are the primary resource of your life. And so if you want to be effective with your life, then you need to keep yourself in peak condition. And some of that is, uh, sure, eat and sleep and do all that normal stuff. But But again, I'm not talking about my body ran out of energy. I had to get more energy. I'm talking about your mind, your soul, your personality, who you are. Give yourself a chance to switch gears and play because it will actually make you better at all the other things in your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on life and leadership, you might want to sign up for my weekly newsletter at www.scottwozniak.com slash upgrade. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K dot com slash upgrade. You'll get a cool quote, a deep thought, and a recommendation for something that I use and love. It's not long, and it should be fun. The theme is similar to this podcast, but it's not the same content. And if you're a leader who wants to build a legendary brand, You can check out my company's website to learn how we can help at www.swazconsulting.com. That's S-W-O-Z consulting.com. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine.